You are listening to The Learning Curve with Miss Talene. This is a space where you can feel empowered to think about education differently. Welcome to The Learning Curve with Miss Talene. Now, today's episode is a little bit different than the first couple that we've done, and it's because I had the pleasure of interviewing author of Royal Oak Comics, Jamal Harley. And we dive into a variety of topics like banned books, inspiration about creativity, and his experience in education. And now that led him to be the author that he is today and how he is continuing his journey in his creative process. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Thanks so much. Okay, so Jamal, tell me um, a little bit about you pretend we've never met and tell me uh, a little bit about what you've been up to and what you're doing sure uh my name is jamal harley i am a writer i started my own comic book publishing company called royal oak comics that's named after a street i lived on when i was like seven and so it's been it's been a good influence on me um and at that school or around that time, I had a lot of good teachers that got me really said I was a good writer. I didn't think I was, but, you know, gave me that encouragement to constantly pursue it, whether it was writing short stories, uh, poetry, did music for a long time. Um, and then I decided about 2019 that I want to get back to my passion of comic books, and which was introduced to me by my dad. So I'm a huge comic book fan love marvel movies love you know that whole world that is just my jam <laughs> yeah and, and yeah that's 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 pretty much it what have you been up to i have moved back i, I was working remote um decided to save a little money move back home since i'm working remote might as well uh, yeah um so yeah no that, that was that was going good uh, I was working in this company, Deluxe, working with uh, YouTube content. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool job. And then the layoffs at Google happened earlier this year. Yes, I read about that. Yeah, so that that that, that was a weird morning. <laughs> I <laughs> bet. You, like, you, you go to like, and that, I was, I mean, people had it way worse. Some people went to their computers and couldn't even log in. Um, wow. Yeah, so normally we hop on computer we jump on these uh different chats and just catch up and see what's on the you know agenda and like probably 75 percent of the team is gone wow yeah so when did it affect you personally um they pretty much let us know about mid-february that you're you're out of here march 31st oh Um, so it was effective relatively recently but you found out about it a while ago yeah yeah so were you was it google specifically you were working for or like no yeah i was working for a tech company called media tech company called deluxe and we were vendors for google so it's like i worked with all google people i didn't work outside of my team of three other people that worked at deluxe everybody else I worked with was Google. So like if I went to like a deluxe office function, nobody knows who I am except for HR. Got it. <laughs> so, You're like, Remember me? I'm that guy that emailed you a while yeah, back. Exactly. That's fun. So, but other than that, things, things are good. Like I'm actually had multiple interviews there and then 
I, I just got a text from my old boss that you know they're they're looking to hire me back for a different oh, role. Oh, hooray! Yeah, so it's 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 you know it's, it's good. How good. Have you been? <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been good. Um, wait, so do you work remotely, or are you going back into an office if you get this new position that your boss was texting? I'm back in the office. Okay. <laughs> You it's know what? Nice this office, is, it's not terrible though. I like. Yeah. I realized how much I missed it going back to being with people. Mm-hmm. Like I liked being home. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it was hard in education because oh, holy yeah. cow! <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a teacher, and I, I saw like her try to adapt, like especially when it first started, like I guess March, April, twenty twenty. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. <laughs> Teachers did such an amazing job. Like, I think that they really, 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 really did everything in their power to try to engage every kid. And then it was just, there was so much that was out of our control that you're just Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Where does she teach? Uh, It's called Goethe. It's a a, um, German speaking speaking school. Oh, cool. uh, uh, I think it's... I want to say it's El Rey, but around that area, El Rey. That's super yeah. cool. That's funny that it's German. Like my kids, we homeschool them most of the time, but there's a couple days a week that we send them to like a Montessori school nearby. And they just got a kid in the class who only speaks German. Oh. And so now they've been like catching on to a little bit of German just because they're trying to communicate with this new kid in their class. And they're, it's going great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's funny that like German seems to be making a comeback here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Um, wow. So is she bilingual? And then do they teach bilingually at the school? Do you know? Yeah, she she actually t- knows five languages and studying her sixth language. That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot to keep up with. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, very cool. Yeah. So wow. it's like it, um, yeah, it uh, teaches everything, but also has a heavy emphasis on, you know, also learning German. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. I really like admire those dual immersion programs where you can learn both of those languages at the same time because kids are really, really spongy. You might as well take yeah. advantage of it while they can do it. That's really cool. Exactly. Well, good for her. What grade does she work with? Um, she started off with first grade. They moved her to second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little snafu. She was going to actually move up to third grade. Oh. But, like, they, there's a weird, she's going to give her a green card. Something happened with her visa. So she actually had to go back to Austria. And we're hoping that she gets her visa at least by August so she could start this next school year. But wow. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. You've had a lot of wrenches thrown into your plan. <laughs> Holy cow, I'm so sorry. Yes, that's okay. I'm, I'm used to it by now. <laughs> You're like, we're just going to roll with the punches and it's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you know, everything on my end has been pretty good. It's just been, I'm trying to get this uh, company started. I started it, but I'm trying to create like resources and then I'm trying to make a curriculum on the side but then the podcasting thing and then I just have to be very good about social media that's hard for me <laughs> so me I'm like yeah so to be as consistent as I think you need to be with something like that it takes a lot of time and effort and planning and all that stuff so I don't know but it's fine and then kids you know they're in the mix and we have to um 
they're first, you know, they're the priority and then we have to work around them, but they're kind of part of everything I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying things out on them and seeing if it works and then try things out on the kids that I work with at school, see if that works. And then, (laughs) you know, have conversations because now my job is to work with the teachers most of the time. Like I will observe them and then and help plan with them and give them feedback and just help them feel more comfortable in the classroom setting until they can just kind of let them go and then you know fly on your own baby bird and you can do it you know so that's kind of where i've been so yeah all right we're gonna dive into a lot more of that because to me like your process i've been just sitting on the sidelines like watching all of your social media and your gofundmes and everything and how you get funded pretty quickly everybody seems to really be they have your back they're sharing your stuff they you know and I think that it's really inspiring and it's wonderful because I knew you were having like you had a day job and you're doing this and I'm like all right he's hustling that's that's great and he's following his passions and I think that that's really inspirational and I was I was wanting to talk to you more about it and so I'm glad that you're on so you can talk to me about it a little bit more well, thank, so, you for having me and thank you for oh, saying all that. That's really nice. <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of you. Like it's so cool. And um and, and it's brave. You know, you're putting yourself out there. Like I know anytime I used to write in school or even now, like I had to update a resume for something and a cover letter, and I was giving it to like my mom and Douglas to to proofread, and I was like, oh, don't be mean (laughs) you know and I feel like you're so vulnerable in writing like there's just you're kind of raw how do you feel about that whole oh oh, totally um I am you know I'm I'm a naturally an introvert and naturally kind of like I was always artistic but I was always like you know keep it close don't really want to share and um people would look over my shoulder like you should put that out I'm like no (laughs) that's (laughs) scary (laughs) (laughs) um but oh, sorry, I need to turn this off. No, you're fine. Um, you're fine. So, yeah, like, um, but you know, through you know, different you know, teachers and you know, friends and other people giving me encouragement, it gave me that you know, um, you know, encouragement to to do it too, and like you know, just to seeing other people do it and try and succeed, and it's just like, yeah, why why not? You know, it's um why not just go for it so I'm so curious about this like I'm an avid reader Mm -hmm. um and I always wonder like how an author comes up with stories in their head so detailed and then they write it out so your format is in comic books Mm -hmm. which is really really cool and I want to dive into that a little bit more too so how um how do you think of the stories like how do they come to you how do they inspire you how how does that happen I, my brain doesn't shut off. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking. I'm constantly, you know, creating stories in my head. Like when I was a kid, like the first, like before I would even write stuff, I just wanted to go home and play with my toys and I'd have whole story arcs for my toys. And that's just like how my brain worked. And, you know, I, I'd use that music and other things, but like I'm constantly thinking of stories. I'm constantly writing down ideas and, it's you know like even my dreams like I'll, I'll dream of something and I'll be like that's a good idea yeah <laughs> sometimes that's that's where some of the magic is right you're yeah, like I would yeah. have thought of that if I were awake <laughs> yeah. really like, cool you know, sometimes some of my best ideas are, are just you know driving like if I have like a long drive like I'm, I'm thinking about a story mm-hmm. or creating a mini story in my head like what about this what if it goes that way well what if it goes this way 
and like that's just i don't know it's it's a gift and a curse it's just (laughs) yeah well it seems to me like this is something that you're like put on this earth to do right you're meant to be a story writer like you cannot turn that part of your brain off and i feel like that's i mean personally i think that that's like a sign that you that's that's your that's your gift to the world you know and that's really great and so did you start journaling as a kid like what's your earliest memory of writing earliest memory of writing um i one of my earliest memories was actually trying to create my own ninja turtles comic book when i was like five and i like had like the ninja turtles fighting the foot clan and there was speech bubbles and there was a whole story to it like i could probably find it somewhere you have it still oh, that's oh yeah great. <laughs> like, I, I, like i do not throw away my art stuff oh god and so that was that was my earliest memory of writing um my teacher mrs turquette in sixth grade is mm-hmm. when i wrote this this is weird story about aliens and something like this. And I was convinced she said, you can write whatever you want to write. And I was convinced it was, it was just not going to be good. And she was going to hate it. And she got an A plus and she's like, you should keep writing. And I didn't listen. I should (laughs) have. Well, you did just eventually, maybe. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. At that time I was really focused on, on drawing. I wanted to Mm -hmm. uh, do that, but yeah, that was that was like I always held on to that memory because that felt so good. That encouragement from my teacher saying that like, you're really good at this and this is something you should keep doing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was always like good at like math and history, but I didn't I didn't think I'd ever do anything with that. But writing was something that did, you know, just drew me to it. That's I was, that's I was drawn to it. Yeah, you were drawn to writing. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> now the art in your comic books, do you draw it or do you hire out? Uh, oh, illustrators uh, to do it yeah i definitely hire uh, illustrators to do that i do help with a little bit of the concept art i still have a little bit of drawing skills to be like uh, can we make the character look like this or you know i would like this kind of pose here i can do like a quick little sketch and then they make it way better than i could do it right that's awesome where do you find your people <laughs> that's uh, facebook facebook instagram reddit um, there's a bunch of groups on Facebook. There's a bunch of groups on Reddit um, that are just artists looking to find work all over the world. Yeah. And um, so you just, you know, you you can put a, you can, they put out ads saying, hey, they're looking for work. You can put out a post or ad saying, hey, I'm looking for an artist. And you can give like examples. I'm looking for an artist that, you know, can, is close to this artist or these images. And yeah, the, the internet is amazing at connecting people who want to create. That's that's so true. And <laughs> that's yeah. great because I know artists are always looking for ways to, you know, well, not always. Sometimes they don't want to make money off of their work, but some people do. Yeah. And they do such a great job at it. That's great. Yeah. Um, now, I have questions because um, the way education is set up right now, there's there's, there's a few things you've mentioned that I wanted to dive into. One is like the role of pop culture in inspiring people, inspiring kids. It, you mentioned using the Ninja Turtles as one of your first, you know, inspirations yeah. to make your own comic book and things like that. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Like how you think pop culture may 
play a role in like our traditional education system and how we can kind of take it and be creative with it. What do you? Yeah. Um, I, as a kid, like, I guess before like comic books and cartoons were like my first like loves and I was just drawn to animation and drawn to drawings of, you know, characters mm -hmm. and it, you know, it teaches you stories and especially like, you know, in the eighties you had GI Joe and at the end of each episode had a lesson and like, you know, it's like, you're supposed to have the value of the episode and like, you know, I forgot what the slogan was. Somebody else probably does. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. And stuff, stuff like that. And it, and it helped you like, you know, navigate certain situations as a kid and into life. And I think, you know, some of my best teachers kind of like use examples of like in math, like, you know, whether it's like, you know, how many pizzas did, how many slices of pizza did Michelangelo eat? How many <laughs> slices of pizza are left? Like now my brain is definitely paying attention. <laughs> yeah. So you got, you're like, I'm in like, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So it hooks uh, people's attention a lot. And then you took it a step further and you're paying attention to the animation, the story arc, things like that. And I feel like that's, that's like optimizing pop culture to like its highest extent. Like, I think that that's really great because yeah. art is inspired from art. Creativity is inspired from creativity. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. Cause you know, whenever like I, I work with kids sometimes for reading skills, you know, and the, before we get into any sort of diagnoses or if I'm trying to figure out what their issue is like we do an interest survey and I try to figure out like what it is that gets them going and we talk about like it's your favorite tv shows movies what do you like to do in your free time things like that and then trying to use some of those things to like inspire their yeah. love for that you know so hopefully you know because if they're if they're with me, that means that they're struggling just a little bit and they might feel a little bit defeated. So I'm trying to make it a little bit more inspiring for them. So it's good to know that that works well, well into their adulthood, like for you, yeah. you know, so that's great. Yeah. And then, um, uh, okay. Now I don't know which way I, you know what, I'm going to go this way with my next question, because I have a couple of things written down based off of what you said. Now we were talking about art. We're talking about hiring artists. We're talking about authors and creativity. How do you think um, technology and AI might play a role in any upcoming, you know, things? Like one of the most, like, again, I'm an avid reader. One of the most hurtful thoughts that came to my mind was like, oh no, what if one of these books one day is just written by a robot and I like connect with it so much and it wasn't even written by a person, you know, type of thing. And then I'm like, should I even care? But I feel like I should, I don't know. So I'm kind of torn, you know, I see the benefits. So tell me your thoughts. Like, what do you think? Like, tell me everything. Oh, um, <laughs> it is, you know, especially in the comic book community, it's, it's a very divisive very divisive topic because like I, I understand where artists are coming from where they feel that uh this computer or even writers is taking their work and then somebody else can ask it to do something and then make money off of it and they're not making money off um i'm somewhere in the middle uh well, i guess the the other flip side is just you know people using it reckless abandoning and not caring about the artist i'm somewhere in the middle it's 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 here Right. And, you know, I, I, when I was doing music, I didn't want to use auto tune because I thought that was cheating. And right. now 
there's you know so many number one songs with auto tune so i missed that boat <laughs> no, how, how long do we fight this for is my question and then, yeah, yeah yeah and and you know I, I also look at it as kind of a little bit like you know music sampling that was taboo for a long time and now it's 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 you know as long as people get paid or you're not making money off of it it's fine yeah um so i'm in the middle like i use it as as a tool like for mostly for references to the artists that i pay so i like because like a lot of times i'm just like doing a google image search or going on instagram like make the helmet look like this and the knee pads look like that and you know the arm rest of now i can kind of like type that into the computer and kind of get a gist of it so that kind of saves time but i'm still supporting an artist and 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 you know paying an artist to draw that image right. um so I, I think trying to uh, incorporate it into your workflow with whatever you do, or at least learn about it, so you don't get left behind if it does become more mainstream or if it does become like, hey, we're looking for, you know, a prompter or like, I don't know. I, I just really hope it doesn't, you know, hurt society. I find we, I hope we can find a way to work with it that you know, artists, writers, creatives still can do their thing and not be completely, you know, uh, overtaken by, you know, a computer program. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I want you to also, I'm going to ask you to think about yourself, if you were the teenage version of yourself trying to start um writing let's say you're you're sketching comic books that you might want to publish at some point even if it was just on a school-wide level as opposed to um a you know a public level but how do you this is where I'm stuck like how do you introduce it as a tool and not something for them to be dependent on you know and um that's where because I feel like as an adult now you've gone through lots of writing the writing process you know how to think creatively you know how to edit you know how to do all these things um but for developing minds i'm wondering how we introduce it to them you know so if we were inspiring them to be artists or um or authors or any other sort of creative venture or paper writers just learning how to do that like how how <laughs> how do you do that without i think you I, need to address the elephant in the room it, not you specifically but i mean the general you needs to address it yeah. for sure I, I think right now we're we're it can't do everything right now so um it's just learning i guess the basics of like right now i'm teaching myself photoshop and i'm starting to dry, draw a little bit more again mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm teaching myself the basics and I'm having fun with that because right now uh, um, AI can't do everything. Like I did a prompt this morning and it, it just wasn't happening. It did not yeah. come out at <laughs> okay, all. Good. Like, yeah. yeah. I thought my words would make it, make it do what it does. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, it kind of got it half right. So it was like, okay, well, if I had like, you know, the graphic design skills, the drawing skills, I can take that image, incorporate part of it, manipulate it enough to where it is what I see in my head. Mm-hmm. um so but yeah and, and just like you know also fostering 
like, hey, learning there is something to trying and failing and then working at something and getting better. There is more reward, I feel there's more reward in life than just, you know, instant gratification that only lasts very, you know, not not as long. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, teaching kids that, you know, hey, you know, it's okay to try something and not work out. You just try again and then you get better and then you see those results and then you, you know, get that fulfillment and that reward and, you know, esteem that comes with it. So there's benefits to it and it's, it's something that we should, you know, strive for. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I'm on board with that answer a hundred percent. I think that makes a lot of sense. Now you mentioned, I'm going to dive into my other thing because I wrote this down. You mentioned mistakes and failures and things like that. And I feel like that is such a huge part of learning and creating and just education and life in general. Um, did you have experiences throughout your childhood, your schooling, where you did fail, you fell on your face, but it was like embraced or was it more of the traditional like F moving on, you know, type of thing? And then how do you work with those mistakes and failures? And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I grew up with a huge fear of failure and mistakes were like, I don't know. Mistakes were something I couldn't come back from. It's kind of like how things were when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that, you know, that's being moved away from yeah. and that, you know, it's like, it's okay to fail. It's like, okay, you can, you know, learn, learn from your mistakes that's something I had to, to, you know, learn in my late teens, adulthood is uh, it's okay to fail. It's part of the process. Failing is how you learn. It's not the end of the world. You know, it's not, <laughs> not going to go on your permit record and you're <laughs> yeah. not going to get into college. And yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's you what know? I was always afraid of was like, it was going to go on some sort of record and they're going to be like, you failed this test and this yeah. class this one time. Tell us yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that never happened. And yeah. so, yeah, like, you know, definitely, you know, fostering that in anybody like you know i i meet that you know it's a part of life because I, I still meet people who really feel that you know they're afraid of failure they don't try because they're afraid of failure they don't try because they're worried about you know what somebody they don't know is going to say about whatever yeah you know that's okay you know yeah. people are going to have their opinions it's you know but as long as you are working on you and you keep going you're winning Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I noticed even like in my own kids, like I noticed my daughter uh, about a year ago when she would make a mistake writing or drawing because she loves to draw. She loves to write. And she started off with little scribbles like this. And she told me that she was doing cursive, you know, and then if she made a mistake, I mean, it was going to be like this, this fallout like ah, on the floor. Right. And so she was four and she's doing this, like ah, you know. And I'm like, it's, it's really okay. Like, you know, and so she still has pieces of that in her. And I try to make mistakes in front of her and go, Oh no, look, I made a mistake. Um, I'm going to either start over erase it or work with it. Cause we've been doing art. And I'm like, the cool thing about art is like, you can work around a mistake or on top of a mistake, or you can work the mistake into whatever you're doing, you know? And, um, you know, and we joke, we're like, you're an abstract artist, you know, you're just, you know, you're doing things, you're getting to know how the paint works together and things like that. And um, there was that. And then it was funny because we were at, uh, we were out for a weekend with our friends and their 
kids and she made a mistake while drawing they were following like a youtube tutorial about like a step-by-step drawing about drawing like a slice of pizza with a smiley face on it or something like that right (laughs) and so she's following the steps and she messed up and she and she started she started like oh right and then her friend was like you know that's why pencils have erasers like it's okay and then i was like that's it she's like oh yeah and it worked you know because she's again she's little and so she's like oh yeah pencils do have erasers and that's what i can use and it's fine you know but as they get older like it's harder because they internalize it a little bit more and it feels more permanent sometimes and um I think teaching kids that mistakes is like a huge part of the process. Like you can't get better without falling flat on your face sometimes. And then saying like, what are you going to do about it? You know? And then, you know, abandoning ship might be the right thing to do or, you know, trying again. We'll see, you know, I don't know. I think you touched on it too. It's like sometimes a mistake could lead you to a, a different direction or, or a better path or way of doing something that you never thought of. Yeah. So that, that's happened to me a few times. I was like, I didn't mean to do that, but that's great. Let's do yeah. that. <laughs> it might even be better. I don't know. It's a happy mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But I was like you too. Like I was so afraid of failure. And I see that like in my kids sometimes like, the, oh. like that. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like you, yeah. It's not going to be the end of the world. You know, <laughs> what kind of schools did you go to growing up? Were they public, private charters, um, homeschool? What kind of setup did you have? All, all public. All public. All public school, yeah. Uh, here in the LA area or? No, I was I was a military brat. So oh. bounced around from South Korea to Southern Illinois to Southern California. Wow. Philippines too. Sorry, I forgot the Philippines. Yeah. How'd you forget the Philippines? I, yeah, I know, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what was that like going to school in these different countries and, and things like it was, that? It was interesting because it's mostly on on military bases so it was you know still pretty americanized but mm-hmm. you definitely got to meet a lot of different people that you probably wouldn't have like got to meet i was exposed to you know to, like foreign cultures and so like I, I still like to seek out like and learn about different cultures um and travel travel a lot um not i think it was i think it was great for me mm-hmm. um i know it's like you know it it can be moving around a lot can make it hard to make friends for some people. Um, I mean, it just I fit in better than certain places than others, so like it wasn't that bad for it wasn't it wasn't bad for me at all. So, uh, one time it was we stayed one <laughs> spot too long. We stayed there for seven years, and then we moved, and that one was hard. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Wow, wow. Because I know I I have friends who are like in the military or their military wives and they are raising their kids in a bunch of different places. And I know I hear mixed things. We live by a base. And so sometimes we interact with, um, you know, the kids that are on a base and stuff. And so it's really interesting. That's really cool. I had no idea. That's really cool. Nice. Um, I had another thought and I forget what it was because it was based off of what you said. It'll come back to me. Okay. My next question for you. All right. Banned books is a big topic in um, in the education world right now. And I think in general, but just really it's what can we talk about in the classroom and things like that. Um, 
do you think it's appropriate to ban books or is it like a sometimes thing or do you think like what are your thoughts on it as an author I'm I'm really anti-censorship. Um, I think um, I, I I agree that maybe the things should have age limits. Like, okay, you you can't handle this now, but maybe when you're this age, this age, sure, I, I'm okay with that. But outright, Seems like really sensible. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we just do that? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I'm 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 about giving people options and and exposing yourself to as many viewpoints as possible and that's that's one of the things about being a writer is like i write characters who i don't agree with you know but there's people like that in this world that exist and you know i want to explore how they think why they think that way why they think that that's okay and you know i can put my counterpoints in a different character um so it's like, yeah, you're. I'm all about information. I'm all about trying, even if I don't agree with it, seeing why you think that's that way, or or you know why that that's okay. Or I I don't. I think when you 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 silence people, you're you're stopping discussion, and you're and you're stopping the ability to understand where other people are coming from, and then you're also missing out on the things that you do agree, you know, and find, and by not listening to some aspect of, you know, somebody's life, you're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, I think you're missing out on life on so many different levels or, and yeah. Okay. Have you found personally, um, while reading something from somebody that you wouldn't typically agree with that because you were exposed to their viewpoint on something that, your opinion changed or you softened your um, opinion or anything like that? Have you uh, personally experienced that? Oh, all the time. All yeah. the time. It's, um, you know, I don't know how deep I want to go into that, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, like, you know, cause I, I was, you know, one of the places I live was, you know, the, the Bible belt and it was, a lot of stuff there that's not acceptable and as a kid it didn't feel right to put people in box but i didn't like being put in the box you know mm -hmm. so i always came from the vantage point of i don't like being put in a box why would i do that to somebody else mm -hmm. um and so I had, I had some like, you know, things that were taught to me. I had some unlearning to do and how I unlearned those things is by reading and being able to empathize with somebody else's life mm -hmm. and seeing the parallels in their struggles with my own struggles. And it's like, I can, I can't say I, I relate, but I, I can empathize or I can understand why somebody feels that way because they were allowed to express themselves. And, right. and write it down or and I was in a position to read it and make make my own decision what? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's that's the thing is when I think when you ban stuff you're taking away people's ability to make their own decision and mm -hmm. it's like you're not gonna agree on everything it's just not gonna happen so let let people get the information and make their own decision right and just be open to learning about other points of view. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just censoring via or not censoring, but 
making the age specifications or recommendations makes the most sense. And then that's it. Like, you know, we have kids, my son, for example, reads, he's six, but he reads at like a high school level. Like he just has a photographic memory and things like that. I cannot give him all of the books that he can read, <laughs> like you know, it's just, and so we get stuck with that sometimes too, where we have advanced kids and then we're like, Hey, um, we want to keep them going and keep them challenged and keep them. And well, okay. Um, but once you start getting to that level of stuff, you're going to get into a lot more, um, maybe war or violence or sex or whatever it is. And, you know, P6, he does not need that yet, you know? And so, and so to me, I'm like, no, don't censor it. It's just, there's a time and a place for it. And it's not when they're like this big, right. Right. (laughs) They're just, you know, little kids, but it, it's really interesting that you say all of that because I, I agree so wholeheartedly with it. Um, and I understand why you didn't want to dive in super deep with the Bible Belt stuff. Like, I get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I personally, like, I went to a Christian school when I was growing up. And um, and I remember, and then going to a public university and just learning so much that opposed what I was taught for the first, you know, 12 years of my life. And so, um, but my mom would always... Uh, offer that um that opposing view because she she put me in that school because she wanted me in a private school and those were the only options out here was it had to be like a religious private school that's what it was and my dad more or less follows the religion part of it and so I have like a very distinct memory of coming home from school one day in fourth grade and I was like, you know, and we had science books, right? And they were all Christian based. And, you know, no, no shade. It's just it is what I learned <laughs> at school. And it was like, you know, creation is what happened. Evolution is a lie. Can you believe that these people think that we, you know, humans came from monkeys or something like that, right? And I was like, what they do? And then I came home and I was like, mom, can you believe that some people think that we came from monkeys? And she's like, yes, I'm one of those people. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It like blew my mind. And then I was like, okay, so there, I like from, and that's what I remember. Like from that point on, I was like, there's always a second side or a third or fourth side to a story. And so every time I was like reading about things and listening to things, like I had to be uh, cognizant of just all these different opinions that come into it and just know that that's the case. And then at the end of it, you decide to believe in whatever you believe or not believe. And, and that's it. Like there's not much else you can really do. I don't think that there yeah, is I, much. I, else. Totally <laughs> so, agree. Totally yeah. agree. I like, I, I, as a kid, I went to church every Sunday mm-hmm. and I had the same in public school. They taught you about evolution. So I'd hear one thing in church and I'd hear one thing in school and i think i turned out okay <laughs> yeah yeah uh, one, one might argue like a well-rounded individual you know so oh, yeah. it's really interesting i'm yeah. watching my kids go through it too though you know so um you know we're not particularly religious we're not anti-religion either we just don't really we don't go to church every sunday we don't do same, same. and um uh but my my in-laws are 
very religious and um and they will talk with our kids about the bible and all these stories and stuff and i'm just hearing them like taking it in and then they will ask questions and they're good questions like how do you know where you go when you die and i was like well you know it's just a matter of what you believe i don't know if we'll ever know for sure but if you if that's what you think that's what you think you know it is what it is but just be open and I, you know, I tell them the only thing I don't want from you is you making somebody else feel like they're bad or wrong for thinking differently than you. That's the right. only thing. Like if you come out of this, you know, reading the Bible, going to church every Sunday, I'm not mad at it. Like it's totally fine, but you just can't make another person feel like they don't belong or, I totally agree. you know, and totally so agree. there's that. So I don't know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't, um, I had another thought. I usually am writing things down, but I was so engaged in your <laughs> response. <laughs> um, so you you traveled around a lot. You were in the Bible Belt. Now, oh, when you write your characters in your comic books, do you, and you say, you mentioned that you will put in views and um, perspectives that you don't agree with, that are opposite of you and things like that. Do you find inspiration through conversations or yeah. reading material or something that you have with other people? And you're like, okay, I need to incorporate that. And I need to use that. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you do that part of it? Yeah. All, all the time. My, my phone is is filled with notes and, and quotes of random conversations I've had, random people I've seen. Um, I, I, I could be out and about. I, that's like traveling and just going out, I think, is really important just as important as sitting at your computer and writing mm -hmm. um because yes yeah, you'll see something that happens or somebody will say something it's like that that's going in the comic <laughs> <laughs> that has or, or, yeah or you meet somebody like that is a character they're going in the comic absolutely um so yeah like that 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 is you know just going out meeting people living your life is is one of the best ways to get material come up with characters and yeah and, and just you know watching you know other reading other stories watching you know other stories and seeing a lot of times when I like I write dialogue I try to write it in a way that people whether a certain actor talked in this role or even people I know it's like mm -hmm. you have the way you talk is interesting let me try to like remember how you talk and, and write in your style of talking that's that's the easiest way for me to write dialogue that's quite I, the gift yeah. <laughs> that's so like i can't even wrap my head around trying to do something like that that's really cool yeah like i actually have to like hear that like i hear the dialogue in my head as this person speaking it through my character and that's kind of like how I, how I write dialogue that's really cool so you're like you might have james earl jones like talking to you in your ear and then you might have like i don't know like <laughs> Adam Driver saying something else like or yeah. whoever like that's really interesting yeah Just, wow yeah that's really really cool um and I love that you incorporate perspectives that are different from yours and yeah. um now one thing that I notice it's funny because I work with a lot of parents I work with a lot of teachers and they will a lot of parents have a hang-up on their kids reading comic books as like their primary reading material and I try to discourage them from squashing it because I think that there's a lot I personally think there's a lot of value in comic books especially for a developing reader 
because there's pictures to accommodate the words, you know, sometimes, but the vocabulary sometimes is very advanced. Can you speak to that part a little bit? Like, I want to hear it from a comic book author. Tell the people out there. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's, that's why I ended up with an extensive vocabulary. And I, you know, I was really good at vocabulary tests is because I read comics and they're, and they're using a lot of these, you know, big words, grandiose words to describe, you know, this character or what's going on that I don't, I didn't see in my level reading books or anything like that. Right. So I think that definitely like, and then and through the comics, like you said, the pictures, you know what it means. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know? using context clues and pictures. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you see those tests and you'd be like, Oh, I know that word. And like some of my classmates didn't because they, they are, weren't exposed to it. And yeah, I, I just think it's it's a really cool medium because it's it's visual, it's it's um, you know, the pictures and not in words and it's entertaining and you can also again you can learn things. Um a lot of comics are, are rooted in science and a lot of uh, or history mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So if you like and have like they're historically accurate or use them as, you know, analogies or themes. And yeah, I've I've remembered answers on tests because oh that was in this one comic i read right (laughs) yeah yeah and your brain just held on to it and it's yeah because i know um we we got a curriculum at our school and in eighth grade the book one of the books they have to read is in comic book form Mm -hmm. and it's about world war ii i believe i i grabbed one so i could read it myself because i had not read it yet it's mouse m-a-u-s oh yeah 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 have you read it no, I should read it. No, I should I, read I, it. I know. Yeah. And I, if I'm I, not mistaken, I think it's on a banned book list somewhere. Yeah, but I'm some not schools sure. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want, I especially wanted to read it because that just makes me want to read it more. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what is this about? You know, other than I know it's about World War II, which is in general a touchy subject because yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff happened there. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how to segue into this next one. So I guess. Uh, walk with me as I bumble through it a little bit. Um, you know, I work at a school where um, many of the kids qualify for free or reduced lunch, which means that we that's the kind of the socioeconomic status that we're working with. And I'm trying so hard to provide accessibility to like literature books multiple kinds not just regular books but comic books magazines things like that and I know they can access some stuff online which is great um what else can I do do you know of any ways to increase the accessibility to different kinds of literature for multiple communities i know you mentioned your girlfriend's a teacher does she have to go through some of that stuff sometimes too where she's trying to get access to stuff for her kids yeah 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 that's that's um if i'm understanding the question question correctly yeah it's that's uh we're just talking reading materials or 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 everything. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of everything because one one of the things that you mentioned when you said you know comic books were increasing your vo- vocabulary and things like that, it had a lot to do with the exposure. Mm-hmm. So what I'm noticing on our end is that there's not a whole lot of exposure outside of whatever we provide for them in the classroom. So 
aside from encouraging them to get like a library card and to make some of these or, or access a digital library online, which is helpful, I'm trying to find other ways where they can take ownership of like literature somehow so that they can, how can you build a love for reading if you don't have a book or how can you, you know, I'm just trying to, I don't know if you have an answer for that, but it's just one of yeah. the things that we've been working through and I'm not sure, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, like for me, like, I don't know, but I have a ridiculous comic book collection and I'd be happy. Like I am running out of room. I'd be happy to donate to somebody, <laughs> you know, yeah. you uh, know. that yeah. if I could help out in that way, but, um, I guess I've, I've always been very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. It's like, why does this happen? Why is that like, or even why does this person think that or why things the way they are? And one of my dad's favorite things was like, look it up. So now I just look up everything. Right. Like about, and especially like now today, it's like at your fingertips. Yes. Because that I mean, they do have, everybody has a phone. Yeah. So at least there's that. So I know that there's ways to access some of it. Like where there is a will, there is a way. Right. But, you know. but, you know, and but some some people don't want to do that. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I just I think that people should be more curious about the world. Yeah. You know, um, I want to phrase I'm not particularly fond of is that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. Mm. No, no, <laughs> no. It is yeah. like that for right now, but we can't yeah. just succumb to it and be like, exactly. well, you know, that is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I'm trying to actively work on in our community. And it is really, really hard, <laughs> like yeah. you know, because you also want to give authors their due. You want them to get their money and their mm-hmm. proceeds and things like that. But I also want to get as many books in as many hands as possible. Yeah. And so. I don't know. It's just one of those things. But I think, have you ever considered um, being like a guest speaker at schools and stuff like that and talking to kids about like what your journey and just your personal experience and what you've done and things like that? I have not, but that's something I love to do. I I love to like, you know, help or inspire anybody that, you know, writes or wants to do creativity, creative things, or, or even if I can inspire them to do something that's not writing or creative whether it's like i want to be a scientist i want to be whatever like i want to encourage you to to do that like you know like and that it's possible and you know yeah like well phrase that people go around saying why not you because like yeah why not you why not you yeah exactly let's let's get you there i know that some people have like disadvantages working you know they're working against them but if we can help them, that would be exactly. ideal. Yeah. That, that's the point. I think yeah. that's kind of the main point. So, um, well, thank you. I know I asked you an awkward question that I know almost nobody has the answer to. I just uh, didn't know if yeah. you knew of any resources maybe that I didn't, that I was just wondering about. You know, that, that's the type of stuff that like, you know, again, I don't like not knowing stuff. So now like my brain is like, I'm going to think about that for a while. <laughs> and I well, like... One of the things that I've found that has been helpful, I haven't been able to do it since COVID, but um, through Scholastic, they, you know, we have book fairs with them every year or whatever, but they have a thing where every month they feature different books that they sell for a dollar. 
and they're like brand new books. And I'm like, okay, so if I can raise, I think we have something like 750 kids at our school ish. And so if I can raise $750 to buy a book for each of my kids on campus once a month, then by the end of the year, they'll have 10 books in their hand and they can take that home. And so that's the best I've found so far. (laughs) And so, but I'm like, there has to be a better way (laughs) because there, there just has to be a better way. And so, um, I'm excited to hear like when this publishes, if people do have ideas and then if they comment it, that would be really cool. Um, all right. So I am conscious of the time. Do you, um, have a, our final question is, do you have a funny or joyful memory from being in school, um, that makes you happy when you think about it or laugh when you think about it in retrospect? There's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see if I could pick one. Um, I think they all they all they all center around, you know, thinking something was really really hard, and but like you know, whether it's studying, teacher that or those a lot of those aha moments when the teacher explains it, or it takes time to explain something to you, and you get it mm-hmm. and just kind of like you know mind expanding moments those are those are those are really cool I'm trying to pinpoint one specifically oh man i guess i guess it was um being mrs trout i believe she was my ap english teacher i want to say my junior year of mm-hmm. high school yeah like I like I don't know, I've heard themes, metaphors, and analogies and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, man, eh, whatever. But she explained it in such a way that it made sense, and that stories I didn't particularly care about when we read in high school, it made it more interesting. It made it come alive once you know I understood theme. I, under- I understood. Um, those those literary devices more and metaphors, especially metaphors. Now, like once the metaphor thing clicked, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can do that with words. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, of course, I was like, I was exposed to that previously, but it, it never really, it never. Really Sometimes registered. it takes a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I know our sixth graders have been studying metaphors and similes and just what the difference is, and they are like, "What?" And so they always get the simile because they know what words to look for. But with metaphors, right. they're always like, I I don't know. And so, yeah. But yeah, that's funny. Well, Jamal, thank you so much for your time. Do you want to share any of your social media or anything for people to be able to find you and follow you? Sure. You can find and buy my comic books at www.royaloakcomics.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at royal underscore oak underscore comics. And thank you so much to Leanne for having me on here. This was really fun. I want to compliment you. You have a really good podcast. You're like radio voice. This is. Well, thank really you. I hope so. I and have high hopes too. for it. Oh, thank you. Great yeah. Questions. And I really, really, really appreciate your time. And I was so excited when you agreed to do this. I was at lunch with a friend when you texted back and said that you would do it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, so, right. so I really, really appreciate your time because I really am in awe of what you're doing and I can't wait to see what you've got going on next. And, and I'm just so happy to watch it. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks.